Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. I'm so thrilled to share a new mini-series here on the podcast called Spill the Tea. Join Molly McKinley and me for conversations about being intentional and confident in uncertain times and beyond. Molly is the CEO of Intentionalities and host of the Afternoon Tea Podcast. So in honor of our shared love of tea, pull out your sassiest teacup, brew your favorite tea blend, snuggle into your coziest spot, and listen in on this hour of togetherness. Get ready to hear us sharing ideas too, best practices around, and of course, highlighting our favorite people, brands, and initiatives, positively serving humanity, and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Without further ado, let's spill the tea. Hello world, it's Tuesday. It is the final Tuesday of quarter three in 2021. Can you believe it? Wow. We we go to Q4 on Friday. Wow, I didn't I did not even make that connection. <clears throat> Just consider me your quarterly calendar. I know, I'm like, wow. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> And that you means we with your little beanie on too. I love it. Oh, thank you. I, you know, I I love hats. I love fall and winter accessories the most. Mm, I love I do too, actually. and berets and big toques with big like balls of fire on top and cozy sweaters and big thick scarves and I love it all. Like it it does not get too cold here for all of my stuff. Like I Really good because keep piling it on, bring it on, bring it on. Uh, well, it's funny that you say that because I'm actually a little bit chilly up here, and I I don't know if it's my window or if it's like a um the error, but I have a little bit of a chill. Come to my window, cold air. Uh, <laughs> my window's open. What? Wait, what is in that teacup you have? Because. Uh... <laughs> Well, actually, it's funny that you ask. It's honey chai turmeric vitality tea. Oh, and wow. it's in this super duper cute like mug that I picked up. Love at, it. I got it at Ross. Okay. Uh, but I really, I love this because when I first read it, I was like, oh, happiness is homemade. And I thought, oh, I'm making soup and I'm making some pumpkin bread. And, and then I thought, well, maybe that's not what they meant by it. Maybe they thought like, you know, it's it's internal and it really like it became like a philosophy mug in like five oh. minutes. <laughs> well, this is my philosophy mug tonight. I am going festive with pumpkin ale. Yeah. It's actually delicious. Is it Saranac? What is, is it? Is that what it's what's the brand? Saranac? Saranac uh pumpkin ale. Is that a local brewery? Uh or? no. Um, this is brewed in I'm like, can um, I get that here? Can I get that at Trader Joe's? Oh, yeah, totally. I got this at Trader Joe's. Um, it kind of looks like a label I saw there. So I'm really glad that you're telling me that because I was like, hmm, should I get that or not? I'm yeah, it's actually really yummy. And if you want to next level it, you do a frosty okay. cup and have a mixture of cinnamon sugar like you would do like a margarita um, on the lip of the, um, of the cup. And uh, then you drink it that way. And it's delightful. Um, oh, Andrew, are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's that's the eleven experience. But I'm just drinking it out of the bottle tonight because um, I don't have any frosty mugs that are prepared, and because um, I'm not usually a beer drinker, so it's kind of fun. Only only pumpkin beer and um, blueberry beer. That's and pony saurus beer, uh, Scottish ale. That's sort of like and really and. And all right, maybe I am. <laughs> I got a little short list of beers that I like. I love a triple white Belgian. I used to, I except that. it gives me a stomachache now. Oh, boo. Well, maybe that's all the wheat. But I also love Hazy Pale. Mm -mm. I do love those. Um, yeah. Andrew drinks sours. Like, that is his thing. Yeah. I don't like sours either. Oh, man, he's like, try this one. It's not so sour. I'm like, I feel like a cartoon that's just like, no, no, I, I, oh, um, yeah. 
And he's just I don't like, like it either. But you know, we did the um 23 and me, and he I taste sour, he does not like genetically oh. he does not taste what I taste. Oh, interesting. I know. See again. Oh, that is such a really important um let's put a pin in that because even when we're talking about coming out of the cave and being, you know, an awakened person, like understanding that idea is really an important piece in all of this in terms of the lens of our experiences, right? Yes. Ooh, I can feel where that's going to go and it feels delicious. Okay. So we've shared what's in our cup. Are you want to center us with some breathing? I've got bare feet. Okay. My yes. Let's do it. I know. Gosh, I, I might have to text my daughter to bring me like a jacket or something. Mama or needs the whoopee. The what is it? I said, mama needs her whoopee. I know I do. Um, all right. We're going to, um, for this conversation about coming out of the cave, we're going to remember who we are. And so we're going to do our three-part breath, fully human, fully divine, anthropo. So let's ground and center, press the feet into the earth, feel the sitting bones connecting, rising through the crown and rooting through the seat and the feet. Our big collective breath in together. I am fully human. Exhaling, letting that go. And all that that means, all of our humanity, the imbalance, the out of balance and all of it, right? Just giving ourselves some grace. Mm. The next breath fully in together. I am fully divine and exhaling, releasing, letting it go, honoring all that we are. That's, that's perfect as is. And then our last breath in together, remembering that these two work together. There's not one better or different. It just, it just is how we walk in this world. And just releasing, exhaling. Mm. So good. I feel like when we are at the retreat and we've got our steel tongue drums and some kind of strings going on, we're going to have some sort of chant coming out of us around fully human, fully divine. Like, oh. it's like brewing inside me. I could kind of start to hear it in my head when I was closing my eyes there. That is going to be magical. Okay. Yes. I think You're I'm like, going to okay. write a poem on that, right? Yes. Yes. Certainly okay. some haikus could come out of that. Um, oh, my goodness, everyone. So for those of you who have been on the summer book club conversation journey with us, although it's time to say goodbye, I feel like I'm a jukebox tonight. I know. I'm like, seriously, like maybe it's the cap, you know, it's people I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. It's silly, but I love it. I love to sing. Um, okay. So it tonight is our last night with this book. It certainly will not be the last time we quote this book or read from this book or love on this book. Uh, however, we are coming out of the cave and I, I've loved every moment in this book. I have too. So I, I do love every moment in this book. I think it's beautiful. And I think I, I love the fact that we are saying her name in this book, right? Mm. Remembering the sacred feminine, um, you know, remembering the, the qualities, the characteristics that we all embody at different moments. Yeah. Um, you know? Yeah. So in honor of saying her name, we learned about Kali. We learned about Mother Mary. We learned mm -hmm. about Kuan Yin. We learned about the Avalon priestesses. We learned about Hecate. We learned about Aphrodite, Lilith, Mary Magdalene, and Isis. And those nine goddesses, those nine archetypes, <laughs> kind of 
was woven into every one of our conversations. Like there is a piece of each of them in every one of us. Mm-hmm. And so I, this, although it's not a self-discovery book, like on the self-discovery shelf, it certainly is a self-discovery book. I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, my patron goddess is Bridget. Um, she's Irish. Um, and, you know, what I hope that um, folks do when they read this book is figure either out which whoever like they are most drawn to or they most resonate with or most vibrate with or, you know, or or on the, you know, on the flip side, who they want to become mm. really and and get to know, like do more research about these goddesses do, you know, and not just stop at this book. I mean, this book is for me like a beautiful um, a beautiful introduction, um, but it's just the start really. Agreed. You know, I I was thinking about, as I was reading again, you are out of the cave and listening to Sophie read it to me today on my walk. The one thing that hit me was how deeply connected I got to the dark side of who I am. Hmm, It's beautiful. Yeah, like it's there's when we hear dark or the shadow or shadow work, we've learned to fear that we've learned Mm -hmm. to hide it. Right. Mm -hmm. And man, I mean, Isis and Mary Magdalene and Lilith, Kali, (laughs) like, (laughs) um, yes, even aspects of Kali, like the, the, what I say, right. The truth wrapped in grace, like, uh, speaking of the truth can be really hard for a lot of people. And, and I didn't, I didn't ever really wrap it in this, the dark or the shadow side of who I am. Mm -hmm. I never thought about it that way. And that was such a gift to read this and go, yes, like that is where that power comes from. That is where that discernment is coming from this, this side of who I am that it's not like I was like, oh, it's all light and bright. It just, I wasn't labeling it at all. And so yeah. walking with these women through, through not only through Sophie's description of them, but even how she throughout shares her own personal stories, mm-hmm. like, it, it triggered for me. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I have a story kind of like that. Like my story was this, like, when did I break down uh, over dinner with a boyfriend? Right. Like when was that moment for me? When, when did I know that my spirit was like, this is right or this is wrong or whatever it might be. Like she helped me walk down memory lane as well, which is very precious. Oh, I love that. You know, for me, you know, when I first heard the term shadow work, candidly, it kind of turned me off. Um, Cause I'm like, I don't like anything dark or scary or anything that is potentially dangerous. Right. I just have an aversion to that. Um, you know, just, I don't know. I just do. So I, I was kind of turned off by that term. And then it was described to me in a way that said, you know, like every light casts a shadow. Yes. So the shadow work itself is the stuff we are unwilling to see, right? It's not our forward facing, hey, this is the Molly I want you to know, right? It's the stuff that's happening on the exterior that I'm actually hiding either from you or from even myself, right? And taking that deep dive into that soul, the cave of the heart. That's why I love the last, the name of like going in the cave, right? Like going into the cave of our heart, which is what would be our meditation tonight. You know, for me, the way that it presented was I had... A moment where I asked Kali, show me what I have been unwilling to see about myself. Yeah. And then the floodgates opened and it all came out. And it's not pretty. And it's very humbling. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is deep, deep, deep work. That is it. I mean, honestly, like this summer for me was the summer of lying on a bathroom floor, you know, mm-hmm. often like kind of curled in the fetal position, like, oh my God, how could I have, you know, like just so raw. Yeah. But I was seeing what I was unwilling or unable to see. 
about myself, not, not externally, but internally. Yes. Well, and from, from the outside, right. As one of your confidants, it allowed me to not only know you know, really know you, but also to give you guidance from a very real place, not mm. from this like version of you that you were, you wanted the world to know. Oh yeah. But, like actually the, the woman sobbing on a bathroom floor, right? It's so, it's so important that we meet her. Right. And, you know, like Brene Brown, you know, is, you know, an, an amazing, you know, voice in our world right now. And the idea even of vulnerability and, mm. you know, and, and vulnerability is part of our shadow, right? Is because it's the stuff again that we're hiding, yeah. right? And the intersection of, I love the description of the triangle of vulnerability. It's, you know, it's risk, uncertainty, and emotional, um, you know, I don't, emotional something, I forget what it is. But like shadow work is about being really, really vulnerable. It's, it really is about dropping, you know, the facade, <laughs> right? Speak. I mean, keep going. I'm like, I, I feel like I need to take notes. I'm going to go back and listen to this episode afterwards because it's, you're, you're dropping wisdom, sister. Right. It is. And, you know, like, you know, like women who are doing deep soulful work, we, we keep what's called a shadow, a book of shadows, right? Yes. And we talked about this in the past, but a book yeah. of shadows is essentially a journal that is chronicling the stuff that we're discovering about ourselves. Yes. Um, and for any of you nineties, uh, nineties peeps charmed show charmed. They had the book of shadows. They do, yeah. Usually in the in the in the Hollywood version, it has like like a big eye that blinks, or you know, has all of these like theirs doesn't. Theirs just has this really be beautiful magical symbol, the three um, Vesica Pisces intersecting. Oh, you mean like my? Oh wait, this? Yes. Trichotera. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what. Celtic Trinity knot is what that is. It's a symbol of the Trinity. And so for Christians, that's Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Um, you know, for uh, the feminists, it's uh, made, Maiden Mother Crone. Um, the three phases, uh, we think there should be maybe one more, but Maiden Mother Crone, the phases of, <laughs> of womanhood. Yes, you know? and, uh, yeah, absolutely. And on Charmed, it was the, you know, power of three, right? The, they were the charmed power of three. three, right? Prue, Phoebe, and Piper. And then another one came. I can't remember what her name is right now. So then anyway. there the power four? <laughs> no, because so. one, one of them dies and then the, the other one comes into her magic. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the the journal. I mean, they make it they make it like it's some magical like spell book when really when you watch the show, you learn that it's the women from the beginning of their line who were writing about the archetypes of mostly men that they met that to like for their for their future sisters and daughters and such to be aware of oh yeah well i mean honestly like i was um really doing like i said a lot of work this summer and went through four four journals um just really writing a ton um and going back and writing and, and reading what I had written is really profound. And so the reason why the journaling or the shadow work or the book of shadows is so critical is because we do have a hand to heart um, to head connection. Yes. So it is very easy when we're doing these this work to forget or to slip into old patterns or whatever. And so the reason why it to write that down is that integration of, you know, you know, something about the act of writing makes it real. Yes. I find, you know, it's, it's almost like when we're, so we're both teachers in some way, shape or form, right? We we're storytellers. We are either teaching through stories or uh, we're hearing something and then we're sharing it to help guide other people to do uh, you know, to 
hopefully encourage them to do the same, read the same books or just understand the same language. Right. And so there's this, um, inside that world it's all the different ways we hear things we see things we speak things we write things i i feel like i need all four for it to really sink in oh and again and again and again like right yes and i'm like what does this mean like but i think it's because i have the desire to actually be able to repeat what i've read and i don't i was not gifted with a photographic memory whenever i see people like that on tv i'm like oh i wish i had that superpower yeah, I, I do have that a bit. I wouldn't say like, um, that's, I'm a visual person. So I, I would use that language instead of photographic memory. Um, I see it, you know, the, what I would say, and I, and I, and I say this because it's really important to, for us to be compassionate with ourselves, right? Like, for me, like you can have insights, right? You do the work, you see, like, show me what I've been unwilling to see. And it all un uh, it unravels, right? For me, it almost was like a movie of my life was playing out of, of um, basically where I've unknowingly created harm yeah. or um, unconsciously um, created damage right? That, you know, or in relationships, you know, where it was unbalanced, you know, where I was lying to myself. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff, right? So you may have a chance to see this stuff, but the integration of it into mastery is where the real work comes in for me, yeah. right? And yes. that's because it's the integration into your new path that is really hard because we have such deep restrictive patterns yeah. that are it's like it is like walking in you know the rut right and you really have to try to get up over the dirt out of it right and that to me it, it's the practice of the integration and and that's the part where that's lifelong work you know yeah so, like you know, that. anybody who like, you know, just thinks, oh, I've done the work, you know, I've done it, you know, I'm on the other side of it. And it's like, ha, huh. <laughs> I don't think the work ever stops until we, until we're dead. I mean, yeah, I really don't. I, and I guess we are, we can count ourselves truly blessed that we actually enjoy the reading and the learning. We don't always enjoy the work. No, it's not delightful. <laughs> but but I can I can speak for myself and say I do enjoy finding scripture, finding uh, you know verse that either teaches me or comforts me <laughs> depending yes. on what I need, right? That you know that really is is there for me. And um you know, I think what's what's so interesting is I I love period pieces like i love watching things that are like me too a thousand percent like as any far, like not caveman but you know like uh outlander mm. anything kind of in that genre anything in england in old england uh and the, i watched oh, okay so i love anything shakespeare as well especially fun like modern twists that tell mm -hmm. different versions of the story like ophelia i'm not sure if you've watched that yet i haven't no okay so the ophelia or just ophelia what's that ah no ophelia just ophelia <laughs> uh like actually hamlet's ophelia yeah, yeah. And so it's the story <laughs> <laughs> sorry that was a massive inside joke so um so ophelia is the lover of Hamlet, Hamlet's lover. And the story we know of Hamlet was told through Hamlet's eyes. It was through mm -hmm. the male gaze. And so there's a new, new-ish movie on, it's on Netflix, it, it's Ophelia and it's huh. her story. And I really, really love it. And now, oh my gosh, I have to look up her name. Uh, if you are a Star Wars fan, you will know this woman, Daisy Ridley. Um, so Daisy Ridley. Oh, she's the new one, the new star? Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
so uh, she is Ophelia, and in um, in the Star Wars world, she plays Ray, badass mm -hmm. Ray. Uh, and in this, she plays Ophelia, and it is a just a tremendous character. She hmm. is strong-willed and brilliant, and of course, there's there's the you know the dark cave with the witch in it, and I, all all of the traditional Shakespearean references that he just loved so. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but there's this beauty in again hearing, like Ophelia is a great archetype. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and her story was told from her point of view, and it was a point of view that we all need to remember exists, whether what was shown in the movie was real or not, whether that's what Shakespeare intended or not is irrelevant. Mm. It's mm -hmm. a reminder that these stories, Aphrodite could just be known as like the sex goddess, mm -hmm. right? Because that's what has been, you know, portrayed for years, you know, aphrodisiacs have, you know, have yourself some oysters there, you know, mm -hmm. all, like this, this, this is what people think of when they think of Aphrodite, but she really was, a multi-layered woman mm. and and so i this book coming this this version of uh, surrendering to the goddess that is inside of us and being mm. comfortable to be at the crossroads with a hecate or or be comfortable uh beautifying our bodies, doing our makeup and wearing luscious gowns to celebrate the full moon and in honor of Aphrodite and all that she was, or stepping into our power as Isis shows us. It's like we can continue to say their names in perpetuity with small rituals along the way. And that to me, like that the essence of this book was just that. It's like, look for the opportunities to see the goddess inside you and to honor her archetype. I love that. I, I, yes, and see the goddess and honor the archetype in others too. Yes. Right. Oh, I like that. So we stand in our own sovereignty, but we also see it in our sisters, right? Yes. I love that. You know, because that's where we we break the chain of judgment and yes. comparison yes. and competition and all the toxicity that surrounds scarcity and female relationships, right? Yes, 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 and uh, hell yes. Uh, so it's like when you look at your sister, you know, as a sacred vessel, you know, that's it. It's so good. You said a word and earlier. And so before we read what we want to read out of you, our goddess, I want to touch on this word of dangerous. Uh, you were like, I don't really like things, you know, I didn't, I don't really like dark things or like they feel dangerous. And yes. um, so I agreed with that until I listened to The Dangerous Old Woman by Clarissa. Yes, I know. Well, I listened to that too. I agree, right? So, of course, I um, I have this page bookmarked and I pulled it up and I want to read this because mm -hmm. I think many of us have been called dangerous. You're mm -hmm. dangerous, like it's a negative. But The Dangerous Old Woman that Clarissa Pincola Estes defines it as this would be an audible book though too like you have to listen to her voice when you oh read my this god book. yes i do not do her ons justice <laughs> <laughs> i love her ons amazing. Uh, yes so the dangerous old woman goes where she wants to she says what she wishes and no one should try to stop her or else she will have a ready answer for them she's clearly one who says come with me be with me but if not, stand out of my way. I have a destiny to meet. She is not cowed, nor does she want to fit in, as we often did, when, especially when we were younger, unless she wants to fit in. 
She cares to be appreciated and wants to appreciate others, but she's not willing to amputate aspects of herself or her gifts in order to be accepted or found acceptable. I'm like, gosh, when I read that's that, it. I was like, that's me. I'm a dangerous woman. <laughs> well, I'm becoming a dangerous woman. I, um, I think the right word to swap out, right? Again, this is, again, this is, this is the tricky part um, <laughs> in all of it. Our language is so limited, right? But our language is so, so powerful. What I think I was trying to say was harmful, right? I don't want to, I didn't want to do anything that was going to cause harm, but causing harm, right, is different than being dangerous because when we aren't dangerous, right, we're actually harming ourselves, Yes. right? We're yes. amputating parts of ourselves to be seen. We're amputating parts of ourselves to be accepted. And that is, that has got to stop. And I am like saying this to myself. <laughs> I know. I don't believe this like, yet. You, you're preaching, you're preaching to yourself. And that is so I'm, important because you know what, in our culture, as yes. we all know, we, we have been taught that dangerous is bad versus dangerous is wise wise dangerous yes. is wise and and it is like you see the the feminine energy rising on this planet like and and i don't know if this is just another wave that happened like it happened in the 60s and we're just able to see it on a, in a more specific way because we have the internet and we are connected with the sisterhood globally like they weren't able to be but i tell mm -hmm. you man it there is something so powerful about feeling and being dangerous and recognizing that it is not a negative. It is actually a positive. It is what we need to be. We, we need to show and share our wisdom, not hide it. And the, these books, the anything that Clarissa Pinkola Estes writes or reads or, or acts out in any way, shape or form must be consumed. I, and consumed on Audible because her voice is absolutely the best. I mean, there were so many moments with her like growls and I mean, like the just the coarseness of her voice at times. Like I just, I mean, talk about storytelling, like yes. master storyteller. So yes, yes. If you have not, if you don't know who we're talking about, we'll drop a link, but it really is. Um, she is a, an absolute stunning wild woman and sort of embodies, like she's kind of like a frontier woman of showing us the path of the red road, you know? Yes. Well, and she, I think one of the things that we are both attracted to in her storytelling is, uh, the inflection of her tone and she also gives characters voice she does yeah. which is I, i'm i'm the same like that is absolutely how i read to the littles in my world and well, have you ever done schmooby on spill the tea do you do you feel like it needs to come out you know for some reason i had a feeling you were going to say that as soon as voices came out of my mouth <laughs> and i was like you're gonna say it isn't she um yeah, I mean, Schmooby's always up for uh, for a visit. I think the interesting thing in, in this is, is <laughs> you're just waiting for it, uh, is the voices are what, um, oh, Amita and Angela are here with us. Uh, the the hey, voices ladies. are what help us remember the individual characters in a book. And I when agree. there are multiple characters, and in, in her, if anybody's ever read her her books you know that she actually her books are stories they're yeah. just they're they they are curated stories of amazing women women who are dangerous and run with wolves and yeah. she that's her most famous book probably women who run with wolves yes right yes not to be confused with dance dancing with wolves but i actually <laughs> um just down downloaded mother night which is her latest release Oh, nice. And it has my one of my very, very, very favorite, like familiar animals. It's not really, I guess, animal, animal world, animal kingdom, but an owl. And oh. um, there are stories of the owl. And 
the owl and I go way back. <laughs> and so yeah. the second I saw the cover, I was like, I don't care what it's about. <laughs> I'm downloading this book. But she, she, all of her stories have different voices and all of her, uh, all of her um, inflections just pull you in. And I think that is what, especially as people who devour books, it helps them stand out right? It helps yes. them. Like, I remember Baba Yaga because oh, of her yes. voice and how she was like, come to me, you know, like, oh, I totally um, agree. I used like, to scare the neighbor kids at the campfire because I did that. And they were like, okay, but okay. Because we mentioned it, Deborah has a secret talent that needs to be <laughs> explored. <laughs> and it is a voice that she has named Shmooby. Shmooby? Mm -hmm. Schmooby, yes. Mm -hmm. Schmooby, and it's delightful. So I think you should give us a little, um, yeah. a little taste. It's so, so funny. I don't know why I'm this. feeling shy about it. Because, um, I mean, Schmooby needs to be a character in some sort of, like, Pixar yeah. or, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and Schmooby wouldn't need any kind of filtering. Okay, so here it goes. Hello, everybody. My name's Schmoo. What's yours? Oh, hi, Amita. Hi, Angela. Hi, Connie. Welcome to the show. Uh, there you go. I mean, is, is that like, like I couldn't do that if I want. It's it's just so crazy. It is a well. It's it is a voice. Well, which is interesting. Uh, when I was fourteen years old, I, I shared this story with you. Uh, when I was fourteen, my drama teacher, uh, Miss Stone, requested that we all come back over the week after the weekend with a an accent, and I w was that sounded so boring to me. It, like I thought, well, people are going to come back with Scottish accents or Irish accents or English accents because, <laughs> you know, everyone does that. And so I was like, I just stood in the mirror for hours and just looked, literally just stared into my eyes. I can see myself as a 14 year old doing this. Um, that is that is such a beautiful story. Yeah. But 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 here, I mean, honestly, I'm connecting it to the book and I have. <laughs> is there a movie goddess <laughs> no but there's something like inside of each of us right that is like i don't have a movie voice you know like maybe you do you don't know i i haven't discovered her yet right <laughs> but the maybe we're going to have some fun and we'll try that out someday soon <laughs> The fact that it's just so like, and she could do this for hours, everyone. Like, this is yeah. not like a, you know, like, like a little, like, you, you, once you got it, you know, you, you got to catch it, you know, kind of, you know, and lightning in a bottle thing. Like, this is like, she could talk <laughs> with this all day long, you know? I could, totally. And I do love, you know, she raises the vibration. Um, and I think that that's, that's holy language that I didn't have when I was 14. Yes. I didn't realize because she does it for me too. Right. When I, when I'm feeling kind of low and sometimes I'll, I'll kind of, you know, come barreling down the stairs and schmoo and Andrew will be like, everything. Okay. Like, are you, <laughs> are you trying to like raise the mood for yourself or are you happy? Like, so, so even he has this feeling that sometimes she's there to, um, to again raise that vibration uh, but yeah well, we can say create a voiceover so and put it online so yes. that you can be discovered and that we will be watching um another animation film someday and you have a character that's that's yeah. what i want to manifest for you yes and yeah. you know it's so funny i went the very first master class i ever took was with the woman who is bart simpson's voice mm. all on voice acting and and honestly it wasn't the it wasn't what i needed because hers was all about kind of finding that voice mm -hmm. and i was like oh darn i already have her it's like now what do i do right mm -hmm. it, but really it is it is about this using it more often and mm -hmm. you know again manifesting that that uh the right connections are are placed in my path but yeah that's a great way for for us to find that residual income for the retreats for sure Mm -hmm. um, okay, now that we are like 40 minutes into the show, shall we talk oh, about coming out of the cave? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> so for those of you who, who did read or who are reading You Are a Goddess, um, there's, there are a few things that we've 
that we both really loved in the book. Uh, and they're in, in particular in the star painting, starting on page 259, where you are out of the cave, right? That's, mm. that is the end. And just the visual of out of the cave. Well, I just want to talk about cave too, right? Because yeah. like sacred language, divine feminine, we often talk about like the womb tomb, right? Like there's this idea like, that the cave actually is sort of like if the the you know Gaia or or Mother Earth and the cave is entering you know entering the earth you know there's something really you know just even just like a lot of times the structures of the cave where you you know it just it's very fascinating visually um, yes. you know it's and it's well it's primal and it's a little scary yes like whenever i whenever there's movies and they're like they light the torch put the yes. torch like right down the cave and you're like oh my god what's gonna be in there yes <laughs> like right yes. that's us being programmed though from like indiana jones 100 because that is exactly the movie that i that i was thinking about right and yes and when, you know, the gal puts her hand in to pull the lever to the left and it's like covered in these ginormous yes. insects that are, yes. are yeah, um, completely. It's like the word dangerous. We've been yes. taught that dangerous is to be avoided and that dark caves are going to hurt us in some way. 100%. Yet one of our goddesses, one of our archetypes, Mary Magdalene, lived out her maybe even 30 years of her life in a cave the cave the cave of eggs yes and which we hope to visit next year in july july 22nd 2022 mary magdalene's feast day <clears throat> write that down ladies uh, <laughs> yes we're going to france we're going to france we gotta go to france so one of the things that on page 260 really what Sophie starts to do is pull us out from the cave, like invite us to come out of the cave. And she says, on this journey, you've been coming out of the cave. You have reconnected on a cellular level with your soul purpose and desire and have begun the process of delivering your letters of devotion and service to the world. Like mm -hmm. that sentence right there, it's like, I would just like to have that tattooed somewhere right? Mm. Let's put it on a pillow. Um, <laughs> so we can look at it every day. Uh, it may not feel like you've begun anything, but you have. You have set a cycle of events in motion, which will propel you into healing yourself, repairing old damage, restoring the psychic body of the feminine to wholeness, re-implanting the roots of feminine consciousness into the earth. Mm and bringing up the vital sap of higher love to the branches and the leaves. I mean, her imagery is so beautiful. Like it makes, it, it makes you feel connected to her book. Mm -hmm. Even though you're reading something on paper that comes from a tree, you feel like you're a tree. Like it's like full circle. Uh, I I love the profundity of um, the sacred work. Obviously, that's what my book is about: the intentional business. Like, how do you have soul led a soul led business, or how do you create a soul led business? You know, yeah. and it being this call to women that it's not yes, the work is our own, our own sovereignty, right? Yeah. But it's also the give back, yes. the hand back, yes. the lift up. Yes. Yes. Know that when you're not well, I'm not well because of that interconnectedness, that inner being, interbeingness. Yes. Right. Yes. And that to me is the 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 true wisdom of the feminine is that nurture that that it's not about I'm this independent, separate self, right? 
that no matter what I do, I'm connected to it all. Yes. And so yes. it's really important to do my own inner work because my own inner work, you know, is a reflection of, you know, outer work. But that's why as women, us all, what am I trying to say? When we all do our own work and we hold hands together, that is the bonfire that's created with the singular flame. Completely agree. And I think that that this language is the language that we need next in this, uh, you know, ditch the competition, embrace collaboration conversations that we've been having over the last five to 10 years, mm -hmm. right? That, that we've been saying, you know, um, women versus women doesn't, it, it's, it's not the right path. I think it's human against human, period. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and inside the sisterhood, it's if we don't want to hold hands with one another, at the very least, don't kill one another. Don't pull mm -hmm. the leaves off another sister's tree. Don't, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's this idea of, you know, not every single tree supports the next. Sometimes you can plant two trees next to each other, like say a black walnut tree. Nothing wants to grow near that. I like a black walnut tree. Black walnut trees are beautiful, but they're don't put them near your garden, right? Yes. Like yes. you have to understand that there are going to be some trees that are are simply not going to bring joy to the rest of the trees. They might bring joy in some way. You can eat what comes off the tree, but that even in nature we see that, right? And even mm. in nature we see that not every tree is meant to be next to another. Not every herb should be planted with another. Mint must be on her own. That's true, right? <laughs> like, well, that's like the wisdom of companion planting, right? Is like things, some things work better together. Yep. You know, um, I actually have a whole chapter about that, about permaculture and the wisdom of that system um in the book so that's coming out soon um be, i don't want to run out of time and yeah. i want to read this because this to me again is is sort of the call um that just is um words that i, I want everybody to really listen to as i gaze upon you now beloved sister of the light my heart is spilling over with joy do you know how brave you are. You have made the most courageous journey back into your own heart. Feel now as you stand in this very bookstore in this vibrant city, how much you belong here. This really is where you are meant to be. You have wonderful soul work to give here. You have beautiful relationships to share and to enjoy here. You are the answer to many people's prayer. Know yourself to be strong, capable, wise, intuitive, soulful, and deep. Know that you are full of emotions, full of love, full of light, and full of sensual wonders. Know that you are full of ancient wisdom, sacred keys, and secrets from the temples. Know that all you have been through has made you who you are. No one else could be walking the path you walk. Remember the path of the goddess and how it flows in natural timing, how it is so patient and so enduring. Remember the power of this timeless energy. You have received vast spiritual energies and these take time to unfold, just like the beautiful petals of your peony crown. Mm. Right? So good. Yep. I have every single one of those words highlighted as well. So good. Uh, and, you know, one of, but before we close the book officially, there's something that she does in this book that I am going to forever emulate in some way, shape or form with every single book that I write in the future. And that is on page 264, I don't know if you remember this, but she's she's talking about how um, the, she's talking to this herself, right? She's out of the cave. She's coming out of the cave and she's in this bookstore 
but we are the she, <laughs> right? And yeah. it says, the book feels alive in your hands and looking down at the cover, you drop to your knees in the middle of the bookstore. Your eyes focus on the shining gold, shining gold title and the vibrant artwork. You are a goddess. A smile curves its way on your face. Outside, the streets are humming with people, movement, and life. You open the first page of your new book and begin to read. I, like that to me, it like inspires you to want to read the book all over again. I agree. And it's she's, really and what that is, those are, that's a very powerful affirmation. Yes. And for those of you who haven't seen the book cover, uh, it has a beautiful goddess on the front holding the ankh that she talks about in the book, wearing the garnet dress that Isis has gifted her with the most gorgeous crown of ro uh, flowers, which I, I think are some version of, uh, I don't know, they, they kind of remind me of like a Rose of Sharon of some sort. And the words you are a goddess are in gold letters. So she's basically saying, you know, hey, you found this book. It and at the beginning of the book, she's like, she says, you're here, you're reading this book, you were meant to read this book. And at the end, she solidifies that. And mm -hmm. the, I love that. I, I mean, I really love her style. And I found Sophie through a quote, through a poem that she had written on the internet. Like, mm. that's how I found this book. And mm. uh, I think what she says is so beautifully profound. We were meant to read this book. I mean, we, we've read a lot of books, <laughs> but yes. this book, the book that was the book that we slowed down to go through and to really get to know these women. Um, so I'm, I'm forever thankful of that. For those of you who haven't finished the book, uh, we have covered all of the different chapters. We shared our, our, spin on each one, please, 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 it, as you read and as you listen to each one of the episodes, we'd love to hear from you. We, mm -hmm. as I said at the beginning of the show, we'd love to talk about this book forever and ever and ever. <laughs> so uh, please don't hesitate, even if you're a year or two or three down the road and you're thinking there's no way. Oh yeah, we are here for it. We will pour a cup of tea, grab a pumpkin ale, whatever is in the fridge and uh, scoot our chair up to the table and have a fun conversation with you about You Are a Goddess by Sophie Bashford. Yes. Um, okay, so real quick before we do our meditation, uh, earlier, well, actually it was last week. What's today? Yes, last week. Today's <laughs> the 28th. Last week was the uh, full harvest moon. And, you know, I always share little fun things to try and honor the different seasons, the different moons. Uh, and this, we not only have this beautiful harvest full moon, but we experienced the autumnal uh, equinox on the 22nd. And so I shared on my page, on my Facebook page, some ideas, some ways to do, uh, you know, physical actions that represent that that honored the, the holiday and i wanted to show some of the things that i've done with some of those so one of the things was to collect the rainbow in leaves and so this is actually my 2018 collection i don't know if you can see i know i mean like that is crazy like how look at that look at this one. Oh, right here isn't she I know. gorgeous she's it's incredible yeah, yeah. And so this, yeah. this is hanging in my house. Um, I also do them like this. Like if there's one that has like, like look at the veins in this one. I mean. It looks like a leaf inside of a leaf. It, it, it's just like, just her veins are, I don't, I don't know if I'm using the right term. Yeah, oh. you are. Um, <laughs> but her veins are amazing. Uh, and then collecting things like this on a walk with my girlfriends, acorns. And I love I have some of those downstairs too. I love this one because one of them is like really protruding out of its little hat. And one of it's like, that's exactly how mine are too. I have this downstairs. Oh, I love that. And then la the last thing I want to show and tell is one of uh, the other ideas I said is this time of year, a lot of, in particular, the, the birches that release their bark are mm -hmm. peeling right now. Like yes, layers and layers and layers. And it's so gorgeous to see. Um, so grab it, grab the bark, grab it now. 
And this is my favorite piece that I caught because look at it. It's almost mm -hmm. got a spiral. I know it looks like a party. I know like that that would be like a hearty, a hearty message to yourself, right? It could it could, like it could so be fun. like a little crown. <laughs> um, but I love I loved how it spiraled because obviously I like spirals in nature. My little ring here. Yeah, that's amazing. Show. Um, but this can then I, I probably will well, no, I think I'll I'll keep it like this. But this is a great thing to use to write your intentions. Or if mm -hmm. you have been on any of the gratitude journeys with me over the years, like this is, this is nature's paper people. Like there's no need to use paper, paper. Like you can just go gather this and keep it in a basket. And then when you want to write what you're grateful for, you can write it on one of these beautiful pieces of natural paper. Mm -hmm. um, or again, use it for your intention setting. Uh, and you are doing your full moon uh, ceremonies. And it is this in particular, this, oh, it's like, I, I wish, I wish everyone out on the interwebs could feel this because it's like velvet. Mm. It is the most beautiful, beautiful bark. Um, so, so the, yep, that's what I wanted to share. And then of course, today I got my leaves. I started gathering leaves and I always dry them before I frame them. I don't, frame them wet. So mm -hmm. I put them between wax paper and then mm -hmm. a layer of paper towel and then another piece of wax paper inside big books with big rocks mm -hmm. and leave them there for a few months. So I believe that that is why. My... They're so perfectly preserved. Yeah. Because yes. yeah. yeah. they really are. Yeah, they really are. And they're so pretty. And it is the rainbow. I mean, except for, you know, blue, Blue is a little difficult to come by in leaves. Uh, yes. <laughs> I do. I usually do um, collect the blue hydrangea because that's pretty much the only place that I could find the blue besides the sky. Um, yeah. But what about you? What did, what, how did you celebrate? What did you? Well, so Mabin is about gratitude and harvest, right? So Mabin is uh, what it's called an esbat. Um, if, if you're following the wheel of the year, but um, I love it because again, it's all about the cornucopia is like the perfect, um, symbol of this season. It's about abundance. It's about reaping what you've sown. It's about, um, the harvest and, you know, it is really, um, so I, I like to do things with apples. Um, you know, I've got a whole bunch of apples right now. Um, and I like to count seeds and then look up numerology with the seeds um you know i like to you know just do all kinds of fun things so i love the um, apples and the, the the numbers i love that yeah That's so much fun yeah yeah um, i love that too when we were when we were kids we didn't do the numerology things it was just how many kids we were going to have yeah right and back then like there would be like 16 seeds in an apple and you'd be like oh my god you're gonna die That's great <laughs> That's it. That's actually a fun little thing. If you cut, if you take an apple and you cut it um, through the middle, crosswise, not up and down, like in a half, it actually creates a beautiful little star. And I like to pluck the apple seeds out and then count them and then see like, and then I Google, um, you know, sacred symbol, sacred number of, you know, six. Yes. Spiritual meaning of six or two. Yes. Or, yes. Uh, yes. Yes. That's so fun. Um, speaking of reaping what you sow, uh, my last thing that I want to make sure to show is this beautiful mm -hmm. collection. So uh, earlier this year, you and I met in uh, Florida mm -hmm. and we stayed at the most adorable little casita mm -hmm. with a pool and it had this bougainvillea in it in the courtyard and i collected these little petals one and it's crazy the different shapes oh my gosh yes and there were five of us that were there and there's five little doors here and the reason i say you reap what we reap what we sow um, is that when I went to frame the, or went to put around my first round of little leaves in the book to dry them, those, I was reminded of those. I was like, oh my gosh, they're dried now. And so it was this, this like rediscovering and, and revisiting the time that we had in the pool, in the heat, you know, even in the, the chilly weather that I'm in now, it was able, I was able to 
to remember those mm -hmm. moments together. And so like the, the slowing down and the collecting of what, you know, whether you collect leaves or acorns or whatever it is, like these, the, the beauty of these, these rituals of the, the slowing down is that you actually do that. You slow down, you, mm -hmm. you can reconnect with memories. And one, a, a hint, that I would that I would give everyone is when I dry the flowers, I always put a sticky note that says the the month, the day, the year, and where I collected it. So mm -hmm. when I go back to look at it and I see it in there, I'm like, oh yeah, that was from that park in Ooh. yeah. Yeah, I love that. Because we always think we're gonna remember. Always. And I never do. <laughs> and I really never do. Even these beautiful, like, how could I ever forget where I collected this? Right. How could I ever forget where I collected this? I mean, and again, it comes back to the shadow work, right? You have to write it down. Yes. Because we're thinking that we're integrating, right? But it's not. It's, it is a process. Yes. And so you have to do the work of writing it down. When you're doing the work, write it down, keep a score, keep a record, and then go back to it. Right. Amen. And a little woman. <laughs> I always thought that. <laughs> That's another Clarissa Pinkola Estes. Yes. She says that all the time. I love it. Whenever she does, it makes me giggle when I'm walking. Um, all right. Although, of course, we could talk forever. I know. I'm, I'm yawning here. I'm like, that's why I don't drink a beer. I was like, it's making me very sleepy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Even oh. though it's my harvest beer. Yes. Pumpkin ale. Ah, hey, Joyce. Thanks for joining us. We're, you're so welcome. Uh, we are um, we're meditating out as Molly yawns. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, I better not close my eyes too long. Or I might fall asleep in this meditation. Well, in all fairness, it is 10 o'clock here on the East Coast. Yes, and that's true. It, I do get up quite early, so it is my bedtime. Yes, well, rate my agent as well as an, you know, an entirely other continent. So, oh, yes. My goodness. Third day ahead of us, right? Yeah, so. yeah. All right, let's let's find our comfort in our in our body and our bones. Begin to center, ground, and connect. Feel the air entering the nose, and feel the air leaving the nose. Begin to notice the shifts in your being as you slow, steady, and, and retreat here into your own self. Remembering that our breath, this slow, easy breath, is the fastest way to signal to the brain that we are okay, that we're safe. And just sit here in that breath for just a minute. Now bring your awareness to that space between the brows, the Ajna Chakra. And just concentrate here for a moment. And really try to focus right there at that space between your brows. Notice if your mind is traveling or wandering and just pull it back. Concentrating right there. And when you're ready, drop that awareness from the heart, from the mind into the heart center. And this is the seat of our soul, the cave of our heart. Whatever words we use, we're going to drop into that heart. So try to really be, just notice here from going from our mind's eye and dropping with intent into our heart and see if you can focus here right at the chest.
Can you dial in to feel the rise and the fall of the breath? Can you go deeper and feel the pump of the heart? Can you go deeper still and hear the thump of the heart? Can you go deeper still and find the stillness of the heart? Again, to pull that awareness back into the space between the brows, the mental processor, the brain, our third eye. Big collective in-breath together and exhale, releasing and letting go. And open your eyes. All right. So anybody who was watching that saw me just about jump out of my skin, Molly, because really? literally three seconds before you told us to do this, go here. My hand was like, and then you were like, and if we could bring the consciousness to break between our brows, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> But we were the high frame. We were on the high frame. Oh my gosh. Like, like, and like connecting before we even spoke the words. It was awesome. I love that. Yeah. We've been doing that an awful lot lately. Mm. The hive brain, which is real actually. So yes. One mind. Completion of one sentences. Yes. Beautiful. Although I do like to use all my words and I know you like to use yours too. So <laughs> <laughs> I will tr I will try to allow you to use all of your words and <laughs> not speak over you. Thank you for saying that. You're welcome. Oh, oh my goodness. It's 7-Eleven. Holy smokes. That's a lucky time. Uh, I think with that, we shall say au revoir, lovelies. Thank you so much to all of our beloveds who watched and joined us live. Thank you for all of your comments. Those of you who are watching the replay or listening on the podcast, we would still absolutely love and adore to hear from you. So drop us direct messages, send us texts. You know how to find us. Our contact information is so hard to find. Uh, we will see you here same time, same place next week. Good night. Bye. Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a lens for focus, a place to uncover the opportunities that abound, and create a moment to embrace grace and gratitude as we celebrate the beauty that is swirling all around us. To connect with us, head on over to our current collaboration site, moxieonfire.com, and sign up for updates. That's moxieonfire.com. Let's all go forth and lead with love, trust, and faith.